Hi, welcome to Wandering into the Woods, a podcast brought to you by the creators of Adventures with BG. I'm Linda. And this is Jarrett. And today we'll be talking to you about day three of our Salakantai adventure. So for day three, we start at Golpapampa or Golkapampa or one of the other names that they have listed on the website. We're not really sure what exactly it is, but any of those will get you there. And you travel down to La Playa. I guess it's named because there's beaches, but it's on a river. So that's kind of how it has the name. As far as your trek goes, it's all downhill. Uh, You start at 9,842 feet or 3,000 meters. And you walk to the low point of La Playa at 2,000 meters or 6,716 feet. So by the standards of your trip, pretty low. Um, But for people like us from Texas, that's still pretty high. Uh, Yeah. You end up doing 9.7 miles. Yeah. So 9.7 miles is what the day is, or it is 15.6 kilometers. Um, The total trek is about seven hours that day. They leave extra time so you can take an, a, a further adventure or destination trip to uh, Hot Springs there. So the Hot Springs are called Hot Springs of Cocolama, uh, excuse me, Cocolmayo. Uh, the temperatures range from 40 degrees Celsius or 100 degrees Fahrenheit to 44 or 111-ish uh, degrees Fahrenheit. So it's a really cool place if you decide to do that. You take a short bus trip or van trip over, kind of like taxi style, and you can spend a couple of hours there. And keep in mind, Jared and I visited during the dry season. Um, so, you know, I, I think what I figured out or picked up on this trip, Jared, um, is that Peru doesn't, you know, they're, they're, they don't have winter versus summer. It seems to be more wet season versus dry season. And at least in this area, you could see, you know, it, it was quote unquote winter for Peru. Mm-hmm. Um, it was their dry season. Um, but being in La Playa, it did not feel like winter, right? Yeah. Not to me. Yeah. I mean, it was still slightly chilly. It wasn't like Texas summer hot, but. Right. It, but even um, the water themselves, it didn't, it didn't feel that hot. I, I didn't realize we were in springs that were supposed to be about a hundred degrees. Yeah. So, so that was interesting, but I mean, the climate was very enjoyable, agreeable. Okay. And then also your route takes you next to the Yuskamayo River. Um, so that's where you, kind of where you start. That spring or stream that we've talked about um, in the last episodes actually starts turning into a river now. Uh, Llama Path says the scenery isn't quite as stunning as the next day. Um, I tend to disagree. While you don't have big mountain views, there's a bunch of just random waterfalls and the stream slash river right. is beautiful as it's you know flowing next to you and sometimes you're above it. Sometimes you get down, you know, next to it and you're parallel and sometimes you get to cross over it with bridges. So it's a different experience and I would not say that the scenes are not as not as stunning, but it's definitely different. So it goes from epic views to epic plants and rainforests and waterfalls and stuff. Um, and you also, uh, along the way, there are a bunch of different, you know, plantations or, you know, small local farms where they grow things like grenadine, coffee, avocado. And things like that. So there is the option to taste it like in these small stores that are along the trail. They're just like little huts. This is the portion that's like we're we're on the outskirts of the Amazon, right? Uh, I think it's all, I mean, the cloud forest, the rainforest, it's all part of. Right, but this definitely felt like. Yeah, no, this, we're out of the cloud forest and down into more of a traditional rainforest on this part of the trek. And you definitely feel that way on day three. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And so that's kind of it for the, for the basics of the trip. So this morning, uh, to take off for this trip, we had to uh, we started by saying goodbye to our porters after packing up. Um, this is the the last uh, day or leg of the trip that the porters um, were as involved helping mm-hmm. us set up um, as far as our uh, campsite, et cetera. They will they they do we do they Lama Path does have staff that help you do that. Yeah. Um, for the extra night, but they travel, they get to travel via van. They don't have to. Yeah, they don't have to walk anymore. Right. Because this town and the next town are connected by road, so they don't right. have to actually do the walk and run the horses. So right. your horse folks head back on their own. You know, they go back to their own town. They walk back. Exactly. And your porters, they actually just get in a van or truck or whatever it may be, and they drive your stuff the rest of the way to La Playa. Right. And so this, I believe, is where we put all of our money together and tip them as well. The the part of the staff, right? The horse staff. Yeah. yeah. The staff and the porters, I think yeah. we tipped them that day. Okay. And then, um, so after taking some pictures with the with some of the staff we were saying goodbye to that day, uh, we head out on the road and- We also had breakfast. I mean, the, the hiking. Yeah. A, a warm breakfast, which is really nice as usual. Like, yeah. you, and you get spoiled rotten. Um, you do. It's good food. It's, it's all, every, every meal is great. Um, and then, uh, so we're out on the road and I, Jarrett was asking me what I remember. What I remember most about day three was looking down at the river a lot yeah. and seeing how, seeing it grow from a stream to a full blown river. Um, and, and that's what I remember the most. Um, I think I, I was more focused on staying, making sure I didn't trip over rocks, et cetera. Was this the day that we had like that long, like narrow, path by the slippery rocks um i mean there was sections like that but overall this was one of the much easier days i think okay because you're going downhill it's less steep than the other days um Mm -hmm. as far as decline goes and a lot of the trails a little bit wider and more traveled but there was that section where it was kind of washed out yeah and the trail was narrow so that did happen and i think that that's yeah that's what it was because this is clearly an area that gets a lot of um rain and, yeah. and water, and it seemed like uh, some some big section had been washed off. And anyway, so yeah, it. But I remember it was beautiful most of the time. Um, it was like great. It was just I, I don't know. It was all amazing. Um, I can't recall any more specifics than that than looking at our pictures. And yeah, it seems like a, that's the pictures Jared captured yeah. were very and, uh, faithful. And so, but yeah, the trail. So it's a continuation, you know, of the cloud forest and then you slowly move down into a more traditional rainforest so that just really means slightly more vegetation and you're not up as high i mean you probably get more rain mm-hmm. we started next to you know narrow screen stream and it grows bigger um so some of the big stuff here is that you cross the stream quite a few times um, there's various bridges some are bigger than others some are pretty cool some are pretty sketchy um and as you go down you know it gets less rocky and you move away from the river as it gets bigger um, as you get, you know, much further down, you actually start seeing things that look like uh, dedicated farms and plots mm-hmm. uh, with stuff growing. So when you first start out, you may see someone growing something up on the side, but it's pretty steep. Um, so it's, you know, more just random things are up there and they harvest from it and then they spend more time farming and things. Also along the way, there was a pretty large waterfall. And so we did the obligatory thing where our tour guide got together and took pictures on some some rocks. It was actually kind of a pain getting everyone together to do it. Uh, I remember Linda being like one of the only people who slipped and got her foot wet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting into position. 
I think right. it's because she was like pushing and trying quickly to get into position and get out of the way is why you slipped. Yeah. Instead I, of just I, being patient. Yeah. And it wasn't a big, I had good shoes, so it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So that's a, that was one of the cool things, stopping by this waterfall. Also, you know, getting some pictures on the bridge. Um, there's a couple of sections like that Linda mentioned that, you know, receive their fair share of rain and don't probably don't have enough vegetation. Um, so the trail gets washed out and can be narrow in spots. I remember one partic- that particular instance, I recall, I, I remember very specifically telling myself, don't look down, don't look down, don't look down. Yeah. And and I didn't even realize you were taking pictures of me at that point. Yeah. And then I guess that kind of goes without saying, those sections are going to be the dustiest by far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so you'll continue down. Things will definitely start leveling out as you get close to La Playa. Right. Um, once we were there... Uh, it's actually kind of like a, a small town. You kind of walk in a street, and there's stores and shops aligned on both spots. Um, this was one of the first times at our campsite. It's loosely called a campsite because it's like a backyard that overlooks the river and half right. the city. So it's not really like what I would consider you know, a campsite campsite, but it's a plot of grass. It's also the first time we really had to worry about mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some kid out there, I don't know if you remember, him with his unicycle. It was like a... No. All trail unicycle. And like, I think he was complaining to some of our group members that the mosquitoes would just bit him up real bad. Oh, awful. Uh, yeah. We were also lucky enough that in our little area was a small store attached to it. Mm-hmm. And so they were also a coffee shop. So we, we did have coffee before we went out to uh, yeah. the La hot Playa. springs. Sorry. Yeah. We were at La Playa to the hot springs. Yeah. Um, so we had dinner. Once I mean, everything was set up. We did the normal thing where they give us some hot water and some tea, and mm-hmm. we hung out. And people got some snacks if they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, Linda and I, had coffee. That was one thing that our group thought was weird. That you know, as we drink <laughs> coffee all the time, but I think it's fairly American. But some of them, you know, French Canadian, British, and then our guide was Peruvian. So you know, they weren't used to Americans drinking coffee at all hours because we drank it, you know, with almost every meal. Right, and they thought we were weird for it, but you know that's our that's to. our version of tea. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so then after dinner, our guide Roger was like, "Okay, who wants to go to the hot springs?" Everyone went, but the French Canadian couple. Mm-hmm. Um, you go in, you you pay the guide, you know, a handful of money. I forget how much it was a person, but it included the the tickets, right, and the taxi ride. Um, I looked up the tickets. So for foreigners. It's ten dollars for Peruvian nationals. It's five, and for local nationals, it's two fifty. So if you live in the town or mm-hmm. whatever the Peruvian county equivalent, I'm sure that's what your locals are for. Yeah, and you can we they recommend that you not take very much. Um, you can rent lockers there for I don't I we didn't rent lockers. I don't know how much. Um, yeah, I don't know. And uh, but I I would recommend it if you can bear that expense if you want to take um, your towel any towels. Um, or like any small bottles of shampoo or soap. And the reason I say that is because that's another chance you might have in one or two days that uh, of bathing and showering. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what we ended up doing. Um, and so we didn't have any issue with leaving our towels out. Right. It took right. like a bag or something, right? Yeah. And we hadn't, we thought we were going to be okay, um, not actually showering. But once I was there, I felt like, mm. and so we, uh, one of our group mates uh, was kind enough to give me some shampoo. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm recommending. Like if you feel like you're going to need to wash up afterward, just, you know, just pay for the locker and, mm-hmm. and take your little things with you. But going back to the spring, so it's well kept. Um, they maintain the changing rooms, the bathrooms. 
Uh, they're they're clean, even as many as people are going through. Wet floors, obviously, because there's only so much you can do. Right. They have security that walks through, so they keep them from stealing stuff or anyone getting rowdy. Right. Um, don't worry if you don't have a bathing suit or something you want to swim in, because there are shops all around the outside of this, so you can run over and buy some annoying pool floaty if you wanted mm-hmm. to, or at least something to swim in. Um, so once you go in, uh, you've got like your changing rooms to the right. They also have like a, a food and um. Yeah, I'll get to that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because we'll, I'll work through like our visit. Okay, go. Um, so then, you know, you go in, everything's to the right. Uh, there's like benches and stuff where you can set your stuff. That's what we did. Um, and then as a group, we went down. There's like three hot water pools and one cool water. Um, they have various different temperatures. There were signs out that kind of told you what they were. Um, they were hot, but it, it, to me, it wasn't quite like American hot tub height. Hot, right, or I if agree. you've ever been to a hot tub, but it was still hot and it felt great. So we spent, I don't know, an hour or so together as a group. Felt like it, yeah. Just trying out all the different pools, see which one was the hottest. Um, if you're there, you'll see people grouping up in the corner. That'll be them like group bullying people out of the way because that's where the hot water comes from. So it'll mm-hmm. be the hottest spot in the pool. So if you're lucky enough to grab one of those spots, definitely do it because you'll get the hottest water. Um, then after, you know, we all bummed around in the water and, you know, it felt amazing because, you know, you're tired from hiking. At the very end where the pools drain out, I think it's down into like the cold pool area, which no one was in. Mm-hmm. There is like a waterfall, but that's where you're allowed to take showers. Yeah. So if you have your stuff, you can take a shower there. They're cool with soap and water. I mean, I had, this was my first shower, but I just mm-hmm. used the water and it was good enough. A lot of other people were like, oh, soap and shampoo and, and really like showered it up down in there. You know, those of us with hair. <laughs> yeah. Then after that, um, we went to the food stand that Linda mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. They have food, you know, it's tourist priced, but they also have beers and cocktails. I think since we had had dinner, all we ended up having was some, mm-hmm. did we just have some beers? with Beers our, or cocktails, I don't yeah, remember. something like that. It was me, you, and one of the other girls came over yeah. and we all talked for a little bit. Um, after that, it started to like rain a little bit. Oh, right. Yeah. Which is weird because it was a dry season, but mm-hmm. it's a rainforest. So. Yeah, so it happens. So it started to rain and everyone like hustled out and that's kind of when we left. I don't know if it was right. because of the rain or if something else. I don't know either. I don't remember. Yeah. And I don't know the actual hours, but from what I saw, it's open from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. So I think it could be a very cool place to visit, you know, at nighttime if you can schedule that in. Right. So it's only four kilometers from Santa Teresa, the town, which mm-hmm. is a fairly big city. So if you're in that area and you can make it over, it's much better hot springs than Aguas Calientes. Mm-hmm. I mean, not they're just warmer water, not like quality wise, but the water's hotter. Right. It's a little further away, so it's not quite as busy and touristy. There's also locals, so if, if you're trying to mix it in and meet new people, mm-hmm. it's a better location like that. Um, but it, I think it would be a cool opportunity to check it out at, at night or even early in the morning, just a low sun, sunset, sunrise, that kind of stuff. Right. Could really turn it into like an idealistic trip. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also set in a valley, like everything else, because, you know, steep sides there. So that, that's a very cool aspect of it as well. Overall, just well-kept. I uh, highly recommend it if you're on this trek to, to find a way to get over there and kind of relax and, you know, treat your body nice. Treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, we got back in the van. Um, you're on, you know, winding mountain roads. They drive kind of crazy there, but that's how they do it. Oh, so yeah. there and back. Um, and before you know it, you're back at your campsite in the town of La Playa. And then um, we ran into some issues that night, which yeah, kept us from sleeping. It might have just been poor timing in our on our part um because keep in mind at this point you are in a town 
And we yeah. happened to be there during a major, like we were there during like the close to the Peruvian New Year. Is it the Peruvian New Year? What was it? The the national celebration? Yeah. But, but they also have their class celebrations as well and reunions. Mm-hmm. And so that night that we were there, um, they happened to have a, a huge reunion. And you, it, was a, it was a raging school party. Right. And so we could hear it like blocks away. Lights. Yeah. And see the lights and it was noisy. And so we didn't sleep that well that night. Yeah. Because so, they, they can party hard for a long time yep. and, you know, all the power to them. And so, uh, but we, we couldn't get a lot of rest that night. Yeah. So as I mentioned, our little grass plot overlooks the river. And on the other side of that was the school. So there was zero things between us. So. Right. No filter. Yeah. So it just came right at us. I mean, I slept through most of it a couple of times. It kept me awake, but I know a lot of other people had some significant issues. Yeah. Some of us just can't fall asleep as easy. I mean, I should be used to it growing up in a Hispanic household, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> All the weekend parties, it was just like that. Yeah, I know, I know. But um, yeah, so so it wasn't a great night's rest. And I, I, needless to say, I was pretty grumpy the next morning. But we'll talk about that, you know, in the next episode. Well, that wraps up day three of our Sock and Tie Trek. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast regarding that trip. And we hope that you will stay tuned to listen about what happens in episode slash day four. As always, if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe or follow it in your favorite app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could go ahead and leave us a five-star review, that'd really help us out in getting new listeners. Um, That's all for today, guys. Make sure you have fun, stay hydrated, and stay safe as you're wandering into the woods.